0: Chicago is no stranger to art world-class museums aside you can turn almost any corner in this city and find incredible public art you know the murals on the sides of buildings that everyone can see and enjoy free of charge so today we want to celebrate the city's vibrant public art scene joining us now is Robert Herguth he's an investigative reporter at the Chicago Sun-Times he's also a mural enthusiast he's writing the paper's weekly newsletter that highlights artists and their work across the Chicagoland area welcome back Bob.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Good to see you. We're also taking calls. So do you have a favorite mur- mural in Chicago or in your neighborhood? So when we say public art, Bob, what exactly do we mean?
1: Uh, well, I I thought I knew. I mean, at first this started out with just me driving around and noticing there were more murals. And um, so I kind of started this project with that in mind, and it's really kind of blossomed into something much more. I mean, it's, uh, it's mo- you know, it's mosaics as well, um, which are little, generally, little bits of maybe glass or anything that are kind of uh, assorted into imagery. And uh, also, we've been kind of getting more into sculptures and monuments and statues as well, and also it's graffiti art, although some would argue that the- <laughs> And have, to me, forcefully, that that's not art. But, you know, it certainly is in my mind.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, there's been some confusion and uh, evolution over the years. Like, clarify the relationship between graffiti and
1: murals. Well, I mean, the way I mean I think different people can define it different ways. But the way I look at it is if there's a painting on the wall, I call it a mural. Mm-hmm. And Sometimes it's in graffiti style and sometimes that's something more ornate and you know uh with characters or this or that and sometimes there's a blend.
0: Yeah. We've had you on the show before Bob to talk about a program for students uh who design a mural uh at, at the end of the the project. So clearly you're actually enamored with this art form. Why do you love it so much?
1: Um I don't know. It just uh it's something that I think I mean I love Chicago, right? And this 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 is something that just sort of crept out of. I mean, again, there have been murals for decades, right? I mean, Chicago is one of the um, places where community murals and community public art really started and has blossomed from there. But just in the past five, six, eight, ten years, this is, uh, you know, it's like on steroids, and it's and I love it, mm-hmm. and it's turned. I mean, again, you know, walking through a dank viaduct. You know, you used to probably want to walk quickly to get through it, but now many of those dank viaducts aren't dank anymore, and they're filled with art. I mean, uh, underpasses, viaducts, uh, retaining walls, these sort of places that just would be crumbling otherwise or soaked with, you know, water or whatever are now filled throughout the city and in most neighborhoods with – something that, uh, at least many people regard as, as beautiful.
0: Yeah. What, if anything, would you say sets Chicago apart in this space?
1: Um, well, I have a colleague who's from Philadelphia who would, who would point out that (laughs) Philadelphia has a lot of public art and, and probably, uh, you know, um, in some ways before, uh, before here, but, but Chicago, I mean, I, I travel all over and, uh, it's just prolific here and it's constantly changing and evolving. And, um, so I mean I just think the volume of it here, but also the caliber of it. Mm-hmm. Um I mean there are some really, really good artists. I mean I we profiled a a young woman who did her very first um mural and it was in Maywood, uh, which is a western suburb, and just and we did a little write up on her a couple of years ago. It was a Frida Kahlo, the the late Mexican artist, it was an image of her, plus mm-hmm. some butterflies and blah 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 blah, but it was really, really good. So um there are people who are super established and you know, do gallery work as well as street work, and then there are people like this um, young woman who, who just, you know, are just getting started. And, um, you know, I, I like that. I really like that. Yeah, that you can have high-caliber stuff from both.
0: That's wonderful. Let's jump to the phones, Bob. Uh, D wants to join us. She's calling from Bolingbroke. Hi, Deep D. welcome to the program.
2: Hi, thank you for taking my call. Sure. Uh, so I'm part of Bolingbroke Art Commission. So I'm a commissioner with the Bolingbroke Art Council. And we have recently commissioned a beautiful mural on the village hall, which says "Welcome" and it's a "Welcome" in different languages. Oh wow! And it was—I'm so happy that instead of I, you know, music and all is great, but you enjoy it at the time and then you walk away. And I always wanted wearable, enjoyable, and something that we can have the art which you people can see for over and over. Yes. Just like your um, participant said that the viaducts were something place that you want to run away from, and now you want to slow down and look at that. And if you know Bolingbroke, it's a land of warehouses and cornfields. But now my hope is someday we will convert all those um, boring and blah looking warehouses Mm -hmm. to something art form like walls of winwood in the miami suburb
0: oh yes the walls of winwood in in miami is 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 absolutely gorgeous and if you can get bowling brook to look like that that would be fantastic i'd be there every day (laughs) thanks for calling dt i mean but bob dt brings up a great point right that lasting impact
1: yeah and also she the fact that the suburbs you know we there are certain neighborhoods in the city that are just um you know filled with public art your Pilsons and rogers parks um but the suburbs are really embracing this um And some of it is very kind of promotional, welcome to, whatever. Um, Doesn't mean that it's not pretty, though. Mm -hmm. Or, or, you know, and it does sort of change the vibe of of a building, a a neighborhood, a town. And so I see this all the time. And a lot of what we focus on now also uh, is art in the suburbs. And, you know, 10 years ago, it wouldn't have even been a thought for a lot of these places. And now it's a priority. Yeah. Uh,
0: Lisa Lab is from WBEZ here is saying that Oak Park does mini murals along the uh, Green Line. Yep. And, and I know last week in your cool weekly newsletter there, you, you highlighted Joliet based artist Matthew Jeselowski. Uh, his mural in Pilsen was uh, inspired, I know, by a Shell a Shel Silverstein poem.
1: Is that right? Well, it, it was, he grew up. Um, reading Shel Silverstein books and seeing the, you know, the illustrations. Shel Silverstein, obviously a poet, a writer uh, from Chicago who did um, a lot of kids' books and stuff like that and uh, and also was an illustrator. And um, the illustrations and the line work, I believe, um, helped inspire him in sort of his style. And What does uh, that mural look like? It's a bunch of... Uh, Hundreds of crazy faces. <laughs> There's actually like three or four segments to it. Um, it's along, I think, Cermak Road. But yeah, we did that recently, which is the other thing. It's not just a newsletter we do. We have this Murals and mosaics series. We have a weekly feature in the Sunday paper online, plus a free weekly newsletter that uh, comes out every it, Friday, right? Comes out every Friday and highlights the story of the week, but also a lot more.
0: You're also writing about how utility boxes are increasingly becoming a a site of public art. I mean, utility boxes, it sounds like possibly the least artsy or creative thing that one could think of. But what's going on there?
1: Well, they're just um, utility boxes, slabs of metal or steel or whatever on a a street corner that controls maybe the street lights or, you know, the electricity in the area or whatever. And, uh, you know, just boring Things in the sidewalk, and so a lot of places in Evanston has them. I mean, the city, all over the city. Um, I was actually in uh, in Belfast recently for vacation, and uh, the utility boxes there are decorated, you know, painted up by a street artists and stuff. So it's just a something that, um, you know, is bland. So why leave it that way?
0: This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. If you're just tuning in, we're talking about the beauty of public art in Chicago's streets with Bob Herguth, who's a Chicago Sun-Times reporter, also the writer of the weekly newsletter that features different murals and mosaics. Let's hear from Virginia in Rogers Park. Hey, Virginia. Welcome to Reset. Hi there. Hi. Hi there, Sasha, and love the show. Oh, thank you.
2: So glad, and I'm so glad that Hergus called out Rogers Park as the land of murals, because we <laughs> indeed are. The land of murals up in here with the red line going through, so there's all that real estate to paint.
0: Yeah. And Do you have some I, favorites? I'm, oh, I'm so
2: lucky. When I come out the back door of my house and look down the alley towards the red line, the first thing I see is the face of Barack Obama. mm lovely and
0: it's it's in this particular neighborhood because he made his announcement that he was running for state senate at the heartland yes Which was for
2: many 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 years here uh you know sort of this the the place where the elite meet
0: right right and
2: so it, it just starts my day with a smile you are spoiled
0: day. being there in rogers park that's great. Thank you so much for sharing that, Virginia. Uh, you've got a mural tracker on the website, on the SunTimes website, Bob. Uh, why is it important, you think, to, to have the locations accessible to the public?
1: I just think people want to know first the breadth of, uh, of the amount of public art, and I'm going to be up front right now it is incomplete as a map i mean it's an interactive map we've got probably about a thousand locations mapped out there's uh, that many yeah that on, are on still a, left on our map but and some i mean they come and go so we leave them up there even if they go but um, and it's hard to know sometimes when they do because overnight they could they could swap out but there are probably thousands of others that we're still chipping away at and trying to catalog and write about and photograph and... so
0: you're still trying to keep up with what's new out oh. there
1: Totally. I mean, it's constantly evolving and changing, which is a great thing. I don't want to be done with it. Yeah.
0: Any sense at all of of how many murals there are in the city?
1: No, there are thousands. There are I mean, thousands. the city does have a mural registry where people can register their murals, and that way the city knows it's not you know it's something sort of uh, you know okay, and they're not going to sandblast it off or whatever. But but yeah. you know, um, by my count, I mean, like I said, I've got about a thousand on our sometimes interactive map already and that's not that's just the tip of the iceberg last week we talked on
0: reset about a proposed ordinance that would save vintage signs throughout the city Uh, it also applies to murals and uh, painted signs on the sides of businesses so i mean just give us a sense just based on the research you've done over the years i mean how long do murals usually last and, and and are there a lot of vintage ones in the city
1: there are a fair amount of vintage ones i mean we did a piece uh what was the street now I forget but uh that was done in the seventies I think it's called education for the People or something like that um done by Mexican artists and uh that was from gosh seventy six seventy seven that's still up there are um certainly older ones, but uh you know a mural can i've talked to street artists who on some brilliant work and the next day it's gone somebody paints it over or tags it up or the city blasts it off or the mm-hmm. or the or the building owner does it because i mean let's be honest some of this stuff is not necessarily like legal <laughs> so they just do it on <laughs> there's that you know, you know there is that but so sometimes it's gone or sometimes it lasts for 50 years you know so it just depends
0: before we let you go bob tell us about any other muralists you want to shout out who should we keep our eye on
1: i like this guy Wanda lamora um you know i like a lot of Folks, but um, he did a piece we wrote about. He actually did a pedestrian tunnel in Glen Ellen. And so it's like the circular, I forget how long it is. It was just really cool. But he also has one of my favorites in uh, Little Village. I mean, I think it's still up. It was done in black and white. It almost looks like chalk. And it's these farmers that are, um, you know, getting at the um, the vegetation that's used to make uh, mescal. Mm-hmm. And so I really, I, it's just very different. Mm. So I dig that. But there are a lot of, I mean... I gotta go check that out. Yeah, a lot of really good ones.
0: That's Bob Herguth, Chicago Sun-Times reporter, who also writes their weekly newsletter that's highlighting murals and mosaics across Chicagoland. Thanks so much for stopping by, Bob.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. And we've been talking about the importance of public art, specifically the bold, colorful murals that are lining Chicago streets. And we're joined now by two great artists. Ramon Static is a prolific muralist and street artist here in Chicago. He's known for works like The Great Wall of Chicago on 87th and Vincennes and of Kobe and Gianna Bryant on 49th and Indiana. Welcome, Ramon. Thank you. Sandra Antonjorgi is also with us. You might recognize her work from the Chicago Reader's 2017 Best Mural, Weaving Cultures in Pilsen. Before we talk with our artists, let's hear from Bill, who's been waiting in Logan Square. Hey, Bill, what's your favorite mural out there?
3: I noticed that in Logan Square, and I don't know if this has to do with the um, Puerto Rican roots of the community, but there's a lot of murals in alleys and on garage doors and the sides of garages that people just put up and throw up. And, you know, nobody who doesn't live in the neighborhood would even know these things are there because they're not easily visible from Mm -hmm. the street, and they're just all over the place. Um, but there's also a couple, I, I got to say RIP to another wall, um, that would uh, hosted a constant, it was like a constantly evolving graffiti wall by a uh, Medill, uh, between Sacramento and the blue line. Mm-hmm. And I believe there's now a new building being constructed there. So, um, but it used to be the case that just that whole, those alleys over there are almost, uh, a square block of constantly changing yeah, uh, the mural art over there. And, um, you know, that one looks like it's not there anymore. So it's just sad that we're it's losing. It's coming and going. Yeah. Gentrification and other things. But I just wanted to give a shout out to Logan Square's, like, sort of nascent artistic culture there. Yeah, love
0: that. One. Thank you, Bill. Appreciate your call. Uh, Ramon, I mean, I'm curious what drew you to this art form in the first place.
4: What drew me to this art form in the first place? That is a pretty wide question. Um, I would say, um, well, for starters, I used to be a comic book illustrator. Mm-hmm. Um, I like art in general. Um, I liked, um, and, I, and I originally started off as a graffiti writer. He was a graffiti artist right there. I caught a case for it back in the 90s, and uh, thanks to the Delhi administration putting me in jail for a day, they kind of made, made a mural monster, right? So uh, while I was sitting in jail for that one night, I thought it'd be cool to come back instead of um, tagging everybody's walls and just my name, was to be a, a prolific mural artist. And they inside my name, each mural right there. Ah. So that's why I'm still here. And that's why I've been getting busy since like uh, 1997. Yeah, like, I'm going
0: to paint a whole picture now. The whole thank city. You, thank you. Yeah, the
4: whole city. Thanks, Daryl. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for your glasses.
0: <laughs> yeah. Sandra, you are a musician as yes. well as a, a visual artist. So, I mean, why do you include murals in your practice? <clears throat> I think it's just about. Um...
5: First off, it's a beautiful way to express yourself. It's a it's a beautiful way to reach, you know, hundreds of, or, or even thousands of people and to, um, uh, I guess, create something that can create some kind of dialogue or that um, touches people. And I think it's – and why that's important to me is because of what it did for me. You know, just, just the idea that I can um, find a way to – Release, mm. You know, and, and to speak and to give voice. So um, that's kind of how I led into it. I was led into it.
0: That yeah. Way. So how are you choosing uh, who and what you're going to feature in your work? I mean, I think that
5: what you do is you go into the community and you talk to the members of the community. And based on that, you see where we are, where they are, and what needs to be highlighted, mm-hmm. what needs to be celebrated, you know, if there's something that, Talk that more needs about that. to Look, be what, addressed. What are the
0: stories that you, you, you are telling,
5: it, or what do you like to tell? What stories? I mean, so so it all depends. Like, I think what happens is, um, for example, we went into um, Pilsen and did this Weaving Cultures piece, Sam Kirk and I, and that was... Uh, a response to the mural that was directly across the street that featured uh, profiles of of indigenous men Mm -hmm. um, showing different expressions. So we wanted to do something that really celebrated women in culture, you know, different cultures, different, you know, um, expressions Mm -hmm. and stuff. And so... That's why we got into that, and, and that was a really powerful piece. You know It was powerful. You could see what it was doing while people were walking by. You could actually see the, the reaction and, and the, how, how engaged they were in the work. You know? yeah. So that's one, and the other one that I, I think you mentioned um, a little while ago is about um, disabilities or, or abilities, you know, people with different abilities. So it, it just depends on, on where you're going. What you're walking into um and what that community
0: needs, yeah, I love that. let's talk more, Ramon, about your your graffiti aesthetic that you mentioned that you you include uh, in your work Why is that important to you and and how has the um the response from the city we talked earlier about daily uh times, but how has the response from the city changed over time?
4: Yeah, um, that graffiti aesthetic at this point. Is more of the use of the spray can mm-hmm. in production of um, making murals. Um, outside of that, you know there, there there's little no graffiti actually involved with a lot of the murals that I, that I make. Um, I may do some explorations into typography and into um, painting specific fonts to convey a specific message. Now, um, the odd thing is that during um, from Delhi to now, right. Richard Delhi, right? Under, under Richard Daly's regime, um, he had a Vandal Squad and um, graffiti blasters, right? Um, Venom Squad was a um, special division of the Chicago Police that, would, um, that was going hard on arresting anybody that was just tagging a wall, like kids, adults, whatever, right? Um, and um, Back then, streets and sanitation was working as graffiti blasters, right? Where it was going on their way to uh, buff anything or paint over anything that looked like it was done with a spray can. Uh-huh. Um, even to a point in which, um, un- under that regime under the Delhi regime, if you were just painting a mural with a spray can, police would run up on you, you know, and, like, ask you what you're doing, where you get the spray paint from, why are you vandalizing the wall, and then it would be a totally legal wall, right? Now, as of Delhi leaving, between Rahm Emanuel, Lightfoot, and our current mayor, that just wasn't at the top of the priority list in the city of Chicago, right? So, like, um, so, basically, under Rahm Emanuel, you stop hearing about um graffiti, you stop hearing about um Vandal Squad with Chicago PD, right? You stop hearing about Writers getting arrested like that. A lot of that happened yeah. per ward, not necessarily all, not necessarily all over the city, right there, right. Okay. Um, on the Lightfoot, especially after the riots, it it was all gone. The, the entire thing got dissolved right there. So you had a lot of cases of on people painting legal murals, right? Where like where where where, where Chicago police it just wasn't their priority uh, currently, right? Um, where I'm at now is that um now you know I'm I'm cool with police pulling up on me, right? They want to you know pull up on me, uh have an intellectual conversation, ask what the mural's about. You yeah. know, it's a complete 180, right? Like Versus when I was uh, 19 years old with a spray can, opposed to me being uh, 42 years old right now with a spray can. Yeah. Uh, it's a totally different experience right Right, right there. Even and the way that, that they approach you. Even the way they approach me, right? And I think that's directly connected with the political regime that was in power during that time. So on Delhi's watch, it was important for Chicago to um, look clean but still be dangerous. Mm. So as, as, a, as, a, as a resident, what would you rather, right? Would you rather um, live in a clean, dangerous city, or a city that may not be that clean, but at least you're safe? (laughs) 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 You know, what what are you you. you really going for right there? I hear you, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, And I want to make sure everyone listening has a sense of of scale and time that these can take, right? I mean, Ramon, I know two hundred hours is about standard.
4: Yeah, yeah. Like uh, like all of your favorite murals that I've done looks like it has a lot of layers on it. Yeah, that's at least two hundred hours. Wow. Yeah,
0: Sandra,
5: uh, what about uh, you? I don't know if I've counted the hours so much as I've counted the months. Uh, okay. so um, I think I average between two to three months. Three months more so for the portraits or anything that has to do with, you know, that kind of almost realism kind of work. Um, but, yeah, and this is from, you know, sunrise to yeah. sunset.
0: So. I want to get your your take on this. this. Is a question and comment from one of our producers. Uh, she used to live right off of Western Ave, and and there used to be a mural by a number of different artists near her apartment. Now it only took a few weeks for it to be up before it was spray painted over. They also you uh, they spray painted murals are gentrification. Mm. Anybody have thoughts on that?
4: Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's only something from like um, a graffiti writer's perspective, right? Where like in some cases, people have use, or uh, well not in some cases, in all cases, a commission mural. Someone outsources you. So someone pays me to do a mural right there. They're hiring me to paint this mural. Um, you know, one maybe they love murals right there. Yeah. Another angle, it may be a, a, a flex of some sort, right? Um, a, l- a lot of times, people hire artists to produce art to use art as a tool, right there, right? Mm-hmm. So like uh, that's just the nature of doing commercial art. So you can say murals are gentrification. You can say, say the same thing about commercial art in general. Um fact, the, the reality is, we're in America, there's capitalism, right? People want to get paid for their work. So, like, you know, the tables are turned. That same person that made that statement, murals, murals or gentrification, if they were to get paid to do a mural, they would be happy to gentrify right there, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, hey, sometimes people would be envious of the attention the good murals may get.
0: Interesting. This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. If you're just tuning in, we're talking about the beautiful, colorful, sometimes jaw-dropping murals that you can find across the city. And we're here with two longtime muralists, Ramon Static and Sandra Anton Uh Let's jump back to the phones and hear from Rosie in Austin. Hey, Rosie. Hello. How are you? Doing well. Thanks for calling.
2: Yes. So we have a new Mandela mural off of Cicero in Ohio. Um, it was commissioned by Westside Health Authority. And we just put it there because, you know, it's Mandela Rose.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Thanks for calling and, and, and talking about that, Rosie. Um, Sandra, I mean, you're hearing all the the love so far yeah. for this, for this um, art form. I mean, have you heard personally about the impact that your work has had on the, the residents when they see murals Definitely. on their way to and from work or they're walking around mm-hmm. the neighborhood? What do they say? I mean, I think that's
5: what keeps me in this because it's it's not the easiest. Um, uh, they must find it cool when they meet you and they find out that you are the artist behind that particular. Yeah, I think thing. sometimes they're surprised. <laughs> I think sometimes they're surprised because of the scale of the mural, and I don't think that they expect to see like, a woman up there this? doing the work, right? But I mean, I've had everything. I've had young girls come up to me, and and or even like one of the stories is like this this beautiful young girl grabbed her dad by the by the hand and was pulling him and saying mira papi like it's me i'm up on that mural you know i'm up on that wall and so he would come and and i've had people that have thanked me or thanked us mm-hmm. for doing the work because it's you know it's visibility we're giving voice we're we're putting a face you know on on people who are you know marginalized or or people who don't have a voice or are not really featured on walls, or even in magazines or mainstream media, so yeah. so we have an opportunity to kind of shift, you know, that awareness or or, or shift that that thought, and um, I think there's a lot of power in that, and so um, it's a lot of responsibility. It is, it is, but that's you, you know, we already know that, <laughs> and I don't think it's I don't think everyone approaches it that way, but certainly, you know, I know Ramon and I do. I mean, I'm I'm speaking for you, Ramon, but I've seen your work and I love yeah. your work. Same so. on that.
4: Yeah.
5: <laughs> so yeah, I think there's a lot of, of thought that goes into the work and, and it does provoke conversations and it and it does, you know, get people um thinking about things differently, hopefully.
0: Mm-hmm. Here's Karen in Uptown. Hey Karen, welcome to Reset. Hi, thanks. My
2: favorite mural is the Hubbard Street mural. It's uh the walls
0: below the Metro tracks. And um I used to and it's it's endangered. The original theme it, it was started in the early 70s and the original theme was endangered species and environments Um, and it was just so beautiful. I would see it every day when I drove to work on Halstead and went under the viaduct and um, it seems to be a work in progress and it's evolved over the years and um, now there's a project I think to restore what can be restored of the original and enhance it with new murals. But it's just so beautiful, and it's involved several generations mm-hmm. now of young volunteer artists. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm so glad you, you're you shouting that out on air. Thank you so much, Karen. Uh, you, Ramon, have been mentoring young artists, which is something that I think is pretty pretty dope. So, I mean, leave us with this. Like, what is the message that you're trying to impart?
4: To young artists? mm mm-hmm. um,
0: those just starting out.
4: To um, dream big, you know, like dream big, even if it, even if it seems unrealistic. Um, respect your um, your the, the ancestors of your trade. Um, basically, do your homework on the individuals that had the same compassion um, that you had. They, they were around before your time uh, creating art and um, be creatively androgynous, mm, right? On. Like, um, mm. meaning that um, should nobody. Look at your work as an artist and be able to tell your demographics based off of certain the symbolic tools you may have in your artwork right there. Right. So, for instance, as an artist, I have no color bias. I have no um, message bias. Right. Yeah. Wherever the message and my spirit tells me where the narrative where the narrative is supposed to go, I'll take it there. No yeah. matter what the feedback may be.
0: I love that. Ramon Static and Sandra Anton Georgie, are Chicago muralists. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you.
4: Thank you.